What's going on, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the Tigers and Takedowns podcast. I'm James. And I'm Morgan. And before we get started with a very exciting uh, look at the uh, black and gold <clears throat> scrimmage duel that happened uh, this past weekend, we want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Wrestling Central. Um, as you guys heard on the pod last week, Wrestling Central is your home for uh, Mizzou Wrestling gear wrestling gear if you are a wrestler uh they've got custom screen printing and items for your school or club team if you need it um such really uh cool designs you can get uh some nil apparel with uh, some of the wrestlers on it i know they have a a mako madness shirt they got an elam brothers shirt um but also just your general tiger style uh really cool mizzou wrestling uh, merch that we wear all the time we get compliments on mm -hmm. uh, they just have some awesome <laughs> stuff so if you're looking to uh, get some Mizzou wrestling gear or wrestling gear and you want to support a uh, Missouri-based company that's been supporting the Tigers for a really long time now you can go to wrestling-central.net um, and please check them out we so appreciate them sponsoring our podcast and supporting Mizzou wrestling uh, which is what we're trying to do too so yeah, so uh, let's get into it. We had the black and gold duel this weekend at the Hearns. Uh, kind of the first look we got at the team. They uh, went with one mat this year, only I think uh, 12 or so matches. Um, and so got a pretty good look. We kind of got an idea at some weights about what that's going to look like. Um, <clears throat> kind of just starting at 133 pounds. We uh, There's a four-man bracket with... Uh, Trey Crawford taking on Corbin Shepard and then Zeke Seltzer taking on Peyton Moore, uh, respectively, in the first round. Um, so looking at that match, um, Crawford won, beat Shepard 2-0. Pretty tight. Two guys, both experienced, going back to high yeah. school, both juniors. Um, Crawford really separated in this match with his uh, riding ability with a full third-period rideout. Yeah, that was was. <clears throat> Pretty exciting to see. Although I will say Corbin Shepard did have um, some good shots. They just didn't pan out. But he mm -hmm. he was uh, playing like a pretty active role in in that duel. But then, yeah, once Crawford got on top and was able to kind of uh, secure that position, he was really, really hard to get out from under. Yeah, and Crawford looked great on top, which is always good to see. <clears throat> um, and then the other match with Seltzer and Moore, uh, Seltzer kind of just – you know, really dominated in the neutral game. Moore had some moments, especially when he started on top in the second period. Uh, Seltzer took bottom. And, I mean, he he had him threatening. You know, he was working for a bar, uh, really kind of flattening him out. I was uh, – a Seltzer won 17-3, major decision. That three-point takedown really – yeah, we'll probably talk about that a little bit, yeah. Yeah, a little bit more. But that was a great example of like all of a sudden, you know, he's <clears throat> yeah. got, got double digits on the board. Seltzer, he had a really nice run through double, um, you know, and he struggled on bottom. And so that kind of set up this uh, match between Crawford and Seltzer that where I was thinking it's really going to come down to what the mat wrestling looks like for both guys. Um, but that that match ended up going – so ran through a bunch of other matches, but we'll touch on the Seltzer Crawford match. You know, Zeke Seltzer, blue chipper crew, redshirted last year, pretty solid. Trey Crawford spent some time in the lineup in 2022, had definitely had flashes and 
has looked solid. Um, <clears throat> uh, they they kind of similar to the Shepherd match, I'd say, was pretty tight for most of it. And then the third period, Seltzer takes bottom, which I, you know is good to see. Yeah. Um, and get gets to his feet. And this is kind of the the point where I was curious what it would kind of look like, just because Crawford's so good on top. Seltzer's still young. What's his bottom game going to look like? And Seltzer gets to his feet and kind of goes upper body and uh, puts Crawford actually on his back for four yeah. plus a reversal to go up six to one. Um, and Crawford got away pretty quick after that for six two score. But, you know, I thought Seltzer looked pretty good. His neutral is definitely better than, than the mat. Um, he's got some stuff from top for sure. Seeing him kind of get away from Crawford was good. It would have been I mean, obviously, hitting a big move like that is good. But but it was almost not like a last-ditch effort, but it was kind of like he was about to get taken down himself and was able to figure out a way to make that move uh, be more beneficial to him. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't, wasn't necessarily, a clean getaway, necessarily. Yeah, so and it didn't feel like, despite the score being 6-2, it never felt like Seltzer had really necessarily separated himself. Uh, so I think that this is – we'll probably see both guys and then Crawford and potentially more, too, Andrew – entered into the uh, tiger style invite i don't know how many entries each team gets i know last year we saw multiple at different weights but i think that this they'll go back and forth and kind of see uh who's winning in the tournament settings because rest offs are important but it's more when you see a guy every day for i was about to say year, you're used to wrestling against these guys you know what they're yeah. going to be up to <clears throat> you know so seeing them at the tiger style invite and having an an open tournament like that kind of right off the bat is going to be i think really important for both of these weights was 133, and then I'm sure we'll talk about 149 as well. Absolutely. Um, so Seltzer coming out on top in that four-man bracket. The other one we saw was a four-man bracket at 149 pounds. You had Logan Joffrey versus Carter McAllister in the first round, and then Nate Pulliam taking on Joel Milan in the in the other match. Um, Joffrey won that first match against McAllister 5-1. You know, McAllister, true freshman, very lanky. Yeah, definitely. He, he looks like a Mizzou wrestler. Very much so. I mean, you that that kid's going to be slapping on cradles on everyone here soon. Yep. But, uh, you know, you could kind of tell it was there was definitely a difference in just experience at that college level. And Joffrey uh, just getting the legs and just being a little more experienced, a little more nuanced in those scrambling positions that gave Carter some issues. Uh, but walking away feeling like McAllister could definitely pay, take big jumps by the end of the yes, year. Absolutely. Um, and then in Nate Pulliam versus Joel Milan, Pulliam pulled away in this one with an eight, two score. Um, Pulliam looked really good. I, I really liked how he looked not just this year, but last year at this same duel, he wrestled Brock Mahler really tough. Um, and I was really looking forward to seeing kind of what he looked like. And, and I liked how he looked against Milan. Yeah, um, he seems to really put a lot of stuff together even since last season. Yeah, so. it seems like he's really come along. Um, and then, so it was Joffrey versus Pulliam in that second round. Which I was so excited to see. Yes, and I don't know. Uh, so, uh, injury default, yep. relatively early. early. Yeah, um, I think Joffrey was in a position kind of finishing a takedown. Pulliam's knee got torqued while he was kind of extending it. It was already kind of a scrambly match Yeah, the jump. Um, you know, those guys with rubber knees sometimes trust their knees a little too much and your body can only take so much, but, uh, it looked like Pulliam, he came up limping and, you know, especially in a wrestle off, it's like, let's not risk no, it. No reason to get back. Yeah. In. So, but then later in the night I saw him walking around and it looked 
looked like he was walking a little more comfortably at least. So hopefully nothing too crazy. Cause There's something that got tweaked. And yeah. No guy really looked like they were going to separate in that match. We saw Joffrey in the starting lineup at 157 a couple times when Jake Hughes was out last year yeah. um, and at the scuffle. And, you know, he definitely has flashes. He He's really good in those scramble positions. He can get to legs pretty well. He looks so lean this year compared to last. I mean, he was lean. Every college wrestler is pretty yes. lean. But, I mean, he was very cut at 149. He looked like he had good strength, and he's got that length. So, you know, if he does get the spot, I definitely think he's got that kind of talent and ability. Um, plus, content, any guy that gets in the starting lineup, I think a lot of times you see them take jumps through the season. Kind of so. also, like, rise to the occasion a lot of times. Absolutely. Too. Like, once you're in there, and it's just – and I can't speak from experience, no. but I would imagine just from what I've seen over the years, it's just kind of a different experience and can be a really positive uh, opportunity for guys like that. So, again, hopefully Pulliam's okay. Ideally, we see both these guys, maybe maybe McAllister too. I don't remember the exact freshman rules at the invite because there's some solid competition at that weight mm -hmm. there and give them a chance to kind of, you know, outperform each other or meet up again in the finals or something like That'd that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, so um, – those two weights were kind of big question marks and uh, Seltzer and Joffrey end up taking the top there. Um, yeah. And then, so after that kind of a little bit uh, out of order, they kind of started with those ones to give those guys like the rest time so that they could wrestle before the end. But so then it bounced back to 125, uh, where we saw no certain against Preston spray, uh, Preston spray of another freshman, um, red shirt freshman, red shirt freshman. Yeah. And then Noah certain, uh, ended up with a tech 21, five, um, I mean, certain just looked awesome. He, certain. he looked, he looked strong. He looked confident. He looked like he was kind of stringing things together, not afraid to go cut and release. Yeah, just, just looked great. Certain looked, you know, last year in his last match, he kind of hurt the knee that he'd been having issues with that season, but it looked like he had no issues here. Preston Spray, very tough and AWA guy, uh, had some fun scrambles, and you know, certain definitely showing a lot of offense and just, I mean. He's he's an all-American contender and he really showed it in this match, even against a teammate. And again, that 21 to 5 score, I mean, that's takedowns. Yeah. You know, certain's a stud from top, but I don't maybe he got one turn. I don't fully remember, but most of it was takedowns. Yeah, it was almost majority. Um, and so obviously guys know that how valuable that three points is going to be, and they're gunning for it. So that was he looked really good. Um, and then another match that was With awesome the, to see. Well, and another <clears> one where three points is just going to be oh my such a, a factor for this guy. Josh Edmond is back again this year after taking a red shirt last year, and he got a major over uh, Owen Yules. Do you know we want to talk about Yules? Yeah, so Owen Yules, he was a, uh, I believe, three-time state champ from um, uh, Fulton, Missouri. Uh, and he, I think they said his record in high school was, was like, like – 190, 190 wins yeah. and then 169 pins or something like that. Which just like just crazy, insanely dominant. Um, and you know, he redshirted last year. Uh, Josh Edmond dropping back down to 141 after being at 149 yeah. and 22. Um, but he he looked really he, great. He looked so good. I will say we talked a lot about like, okay, I want you to see that double leg, which by the way, I'm trying to coin the phrase Detroit double. I love uh, that, by the way. Yeah, the Detroit double from Josh Edmond, but um. I, he just, he had a lot of 
variety in his offense. And I think that's really exciting to see because that, that double leg's always going to be there. He can always get, and you could see Yule's kind of defending, mm-hmm. wrestling down low so he couldn't get to it, but some go behind, some snap down go behinds, a single leg, you know. Yeah, and, and Owen Yule's was wrestling tough, but Edmund, not just, he's got that double that makes guys wrestle low, and, and especially now that he's had a season in the starting lineup, there's more film on him. Guys are probably more familiar with his game, but now he... He showed some singles. He showed some really good snap down go behinds. I mean, and for me, the biggest thing was like his offense was good, but he was pushing in the third period for a tech. I mean, yeah. he was he was gunning. And like you said, those three points are going to be so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and Edmund was like, I mean, he could tech guys off takedowns alone. Yeah. And maybe you're not a situation where you're wrestling it's a teammate yeah more hungry for you know but i mean he was one away and there's like 15 20 seconds left and he was he was after yol so um edmund looked really good sounds like his weight's pretty pretty solid um cutting down to 141 so Mm -hmm. you know if he can wrestle like that throughout the year gas tank i mean he's absolutely top five potential 100 at a weight like that Mm mm-hmm um, and then kind of a surprise for everyone, Brock Mahler coming up to 157 pounds in his final year. It, um, it looks like it suits him. He looks comfortable. I mean, that he, weight. he's huge, you know, so I, I don't know how hard the pull to 149 was. And, you know, I will see if he's hangs out at 157 all season or if this is just kind of just testing the waters. Um, I was kind of looking at the schedule last night and. The Tiger Sal invite, there's some ranked guys. I think Maryland has a ranked guy in Michael North. Um, and then pretty soon after that, you've got Arizona State with uh, Ja'Cory Teamer coming off injury, and he's a very high uh, All-American contender. So, you know, for Mahler, that's kind of a chance to be like, okay, are you are you the guy at 157? Like, can you win, beat these, like, top eight type of guys at this weight class up a weight? Um, I don't see any reason why he couldn't if he if he wrestled like he did last season. Yeah, last season, yeah. He he had a tight one tonight with Steed, and Steed looked good. Yeah. Um, you know, redshirt freshman Cam Steed, uh two one decision for Mahler. Steed, I mean, I thought Steed was gonna make it really interesting early because he had a takedown, not he didn't get the takedown, but he put Almost. Mahler on his butt on yeah. the edge, but they went out of bounds. Um, so you know, if Mahler Team wise, it's definitely stronger probably with Mahler at 149. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Mahler's put the time in here. He's a senior. Yes. He's a veteran. If he comes in and he's like, I want to go 157 my senior year, then and he he beats everyone there, then he's the guy, you know. But it is like really reassuring to have the depth there in Cam Steed at 157. No, he's the type of guy you could throw in, <clears throat> and, you know, if if Mahler would need to sit out for whatever reason or for tournament type situations too. Steed is so solid. Absolutely. And again, you know, Mahler, I think the you know, I don't know uh how difficult, like I said, the cut to 49 is, but I know it's not necessarily out of the question. So we'll just kind of have to see um what he looks like at 57 and and what he kind of finishes the year at. You know, you never know what uh what guys will finish the year at versus where they start sometimes with things like that. But Mahler definitely I think a title contender at 149, I'd say, and at 157, I'd still say like a strong all-American oh, contender. Yeah, absolutely. Excited to see it. So we actually got a second match at 157 yep. uh, as well, uh, which I think was one of the most exciting <clears throat> uh, matches of the night. Like in, it was fun. It, uh, fun is a good word yeah. for it. Like I, 
James Conway got a uh, a pin over Jeremy Jackowitz uh, after about a minute into the into the match. Um, but I mean, it was just a beautiful pin. Yeah, I mean, you know, Conway got front headlock position and just hit a mixer and put Jackowitz on his back and and got the pin. You know, uh, Conway also out of Indiana, like Seltzer, very solid. Was at 165 last season, so seeing him at 157 is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Just thinking long term. Like real, like next year kind of thing. It's like okay, we're you know start potentially seeing yeah. where things might fill out, maybe. Um, but you know, solid match or solid, like you said, solid pin. Conway, a redshirt freshman as well, so good to see a, a young guy coming out and getting a win like that. So pretty solid. Um, no one sixty five. No one sixty five celebrating his. Yeah, uh, Keegan's down in Wisconsin, and I, I saw a video of him. Um, teaching technique at AWA with Aiden Sinclair yeah. as his training partner. And then I think buying a truck. Yeah, yeah, looks like you got a truck. Don't know if it's an NIL deal. That'd be really cool. I know though. Dayton Fix got a truck from an NIL deal, so we'll have to... Fingers crossed that Keegan got a cool NIL deal. That would be great. I That would be really cool. I'll have to ask him about that. Um, 174, Peyton Monko taking on fellow AWA wrestler Ellis Flieger. Um, Monko coming into his senior year. Uh, looked really solid. Got a 13-2 decision with a lot of fun scrambles. Yeah, you, I mean, you loved you loved to watch it, and and Flieger was there to to, oh, yeah. to mix was, it up too. They so were he I was mean, in it, and it's one of those things again, similar to like Noah Certain early. It's like Mako is is a returning All American, and there's you know he just kind of showed like how high the he level, is. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So Mako looked really good. This is also about the time I think that Noah Certain got on the mic. I was about to say that I I barely watched this because I was just laughing so hard because uh well, look, I think James tweeted out a picture of it, but um I don't know if it's an experimental thing or we might see it at some of the actual uh, duels as well. But uh you had Jared JQs and Connor Brown mm-hmm. doing kind of color commentary during the the duels yes. or during the duel and. Uh, at uh, yeah, a certain point, certain was done with his match, done with uh, cool down, and came over and grabbed the mic while Mako was wrestling. Yep. Oh my gosh, it, it was, was so funny. There, my favorite moment was uh, Mako starting on bottom and certain just being like, "Look out for a roll here," and then immediately Mako hits a roll and and escapes. And certain was like, ah, "I was right." Yeah, he was like, "There it is," and which was so that was really fun. Also, during one of their big scrambles, I think that what certain said was, uh, "They're moving around." Yes, that you you were cracking up at that. That was really funny, and also my humps was playing in the back. Yep, uh, that's that was a Mako choice, though. Yep, apparently, sounds that, like that was it. a song he wanted. Senior year, you know. Um, so that was a fun match. 184, we saw a bit of a wrestle-off between Colton Hawks, who was ended up being last year's starter, versus Sean Harmon, who seemed to start the year as last year's starter. Yeah. Um, we kind of saw these two go back and forth last year. You know, this year, I think last year they wrestled at the invite, and it was a 5-4 decision. Yeah, and this was a, um, a 6-3 decision, again, for Hawks. And Hawks, I think, had over two minutes of riding time by the end, so not necessarily like a blowout-type score, but really shows Hawk's ability on top because Sean Harmon is so tough to, yeah. I mean, if you're riding a guy that long, then that is dominant and that, and Harmon's tough guy to do that too. And it it was one of those things where it kind of felt like Hawk's had some moments where he may have even left some points on the board. Yeah. A turn at some point during there, or maybe some cut and release to try to get Mm -hmm. more takedowns. Cause he he was getting the takedowns that he wanted when you go for him. And Hawk's is another one of those guys like, Maybe not in this match necessarily, but if he wrestles like he did at NCAA's, especially against in the first round against Gavin Kane, 
absolutely an All-American type guy. There's, I, I would not be shocked at all to see Hawks in the Big 12 Finals at the end of the year. Yep. Um, so that was a really solid match. 285. You got Zach Elam, the super senior, taking on true freshman Jarrett Stoner. That was the MCs. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, were definitely uh, hitting senior or super senior hard. Yeah, you know we got a couple of them in the lineup. Uh, Stoner, he's from Texas. He was a state champion senior year, either like one ninety or two fifteen. So still growing into that two eighty five pound weight class. It sounds like he is going to end up a, a heavyweight through his career. So so tough getting a guy like Zach Elam. You know, and Zach came out and locked up a cradle pretty quick, but wasn't able to 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 finish it. Stoner showing some pretty solid strength against someone Zach like Zach who who looked just massive. Um, so Zach Elam gets the tech seventeen to one, um, and then that's when they had those one thirty three and one forty nine pound matches. Uh, some guys we didn't see. Uh, Eric Lovelace at one thirty three sounds like he got banged up. Yeah. Um, Clayton Whiting at one eighty four got banged up sometime earlier that week uh 194 we 197 or sorry 197 yeah. didn't see a match between so let's see 174 184 i just wanted to be 194 absolutely it makes sense, i don't know right? who made up these categories mm-hmm. of weights but um 197 didn't see rocky was there at the rocky was there i you know we'll see we didn't see him at the invite last year we'll kind of see what happens this year but i think we'll he'll be fine and, and ready to go whenever he comes out yeah and then i mean these these scrimmage type matchups don't always, you know, see everybody and it doesn't ever even usually mean anything sometimes. No, like, it, uh, for most of these matches, it was like, get some guys, some opportunity to wrestle, um, you know, both, both your veterans and your young guys, just getting back out in that competitive setting. And then the true wrestle offs kind of coming at that 133 and 149 spots and that 157 with Mahler and seed, um, you know, so, Good mix of matches had some very some matches where you could really tell that there was a lot on the line, um, and then just some fun matches seeing guys come out and be offensive. Really saw like we talked about a couple times that three point takedown coming into play. Yeah, I think that's going to be such a factor this year. I mean, you're just you're so quickly in the discussion of a major versus a regular mm-hmm. decision, and then from there a tech rather than a major. Absolutely, you think about even a guy like Brock Mahler, who you know as good as he is, is not always the most offensive type guy, but he's really good at scoring at the end of periods. He gets one takedown, goes up three, zero tough ride plus an escape. He's one takedown away from a major without having to go cut and release or get some turn, you know, like, well, and cut and release is so much more a beneficial uh, point scoring technique for the guy that's ahead because you're not giving up half your points. Every time you get the escape, you've got a two point advantage every time. Yep. And Keegan is going to freaking kill guys with that this year. I think Keegan's going to benefit. I think that certain will benefit a lot. I think Seltzer could really benefit. Edmund, like we talked about. Oh, Edmund. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's a positive rule set. Another thing that we saw a couple of times was the emphasis on the guy uh, in the top position to turn. Yes. So it used to be that you could just ride, which is not necessarily working for a turn. So like hanging on ankle or just kind of holding on um, was fine. But now you have to actively be trying to break a guy down and turn, not even break him down, but turn him. Yeah. Um, Looking for more points while you're And on so we saw some stall calls. I know Mahler got called um, maybe Harmon or something like that when he was on top. There was, yeah. I think I saw it two or three times. And, you know, Mizzou is so good on top and is a very turn-heavy team, so I don't know that necessarily it 
will be a problem for most of those guys. But it might be a, a benefit for us against teams that, that like to do stuff like that. I mean, I like, I like the idea, too, of just rewarding the, the offensive guy, you know, like and so encouraging attempts like that. And even if a guy kind of gets a little too uh, crazy trying to turn, that's just opportunity for scrambles, which is right up Mizzou's wheelhouse, yeah. you know. Um, One other thing that uh, we wanted to talk about that we saw last night. So if you've been kind of watching on Twitter, Mizzou Wrestling announced that they have a new octagon-shaped mm-hmm. bat, which is really, really cool. It's like a really awesome thing to look at. Um, but we did notice that the edge, the perimeter of the mat is so much – shorter than yeah. than a lot of our wrestlers are used to and then we're used to and so just for clarification so when uh re- either both wrestlers go out of bounds of the actual uh like wrestling circle or a part of one of the wrestlers goes completely off the mat that's when it gets called out yeah so in college wrestling you as long as you have one toe in then you are still in one guy has one toe and you are still in bounds. So a lot of times you would see these like takedowns where a guy would be dragging a toe and the other guy. Kind of like in butt. football, you know, you just yeah, take those toes exactly. And it counts as a takedown. But with this mat, the problem is like, like you were saying is it's so short from that inbounds to that boundary um, that guys are not necessarily fought, coming out of bounds anymore. But they're on but the, the outside of the mat. The secondary guy is touching the carpet. And so that is an immediate out of bounds, regardless of, the other guy could be completely inbounds, but once that happens, um, and so you know that's going to be—I'll be honest—I think it's going to be a little frustrating at times for fans and wrestlers, just because that's a very typical area for things. Yeah, to end people up like at. to take things to the edge. Sometimes you're you're more uh, feel a little safer sometimes to try a big move if yeah. you need to. But it is one of those things at the same time that if Mizzou wrestles and gets used to it and understands what that kind of looks like, you know, I mean. You got to play the game sometimes in college. You got to know you uh, you got to know the rules, you yeah. know. And so if you can sneak a toe out of bounds and and get on that carpet, it's like I hey I was defending a takedown about to give one out, but my toes out. So, yeah, dang it. <laughs> um, or just knowing, you know, I was saying that when we saw that, I was like, well, our guys are going to get really good at finishing inbounds. Then, yep. You know, so and that's always a good thing. Yeah, that's just gonna encourage that offense and and clean offense and and finishing well so i don't i it'll it'll be an adjustment this first year but i think it'll be it'll be fine it will something new to get used to you know um overall that thought everyone looked really good i did too i think that uh there seemed to be like some good energy and, and you know it's always weird seeing a team for the first time without some of the starters that you know, you saw the year before, although having Connor Brown and JQ's there, you know, on the mic. Oh, yeah. Know, and Alan Hart. Whole he, family here. He's down there coaching in Allen, Texas, which yep. is going to be a great pipeline because, you know, that's where Bo Nickel is from. That's where Cade Moore is from. Um, so, you know, more Mizzou guys just out there having an impact on high school and, and getting that pipeline. Yeah, but it's kind of fun just seeing some of these guys that, you know, had been backups or, you know, just, just not mm-hmm. starters or you've seen at the tournament. And now they're kind of working their way into the lineup or at least being like the next guy in line and kind of having those uh, decisions kind of more clearly laid out and seeing, you know, what people, what guys have done since last season um, and, and seeing what maybe we'll need to uh, sort out a little bit at the invite, which is a great opportunity again, to see some of these guys against uh other wrestlers before deciding who's actually in the lineup. Yeah. And so we'll kind of dive into the invite later. I guess that's the 11th. 
right? Yeah, it's not just coming up okay. again, but it's the following. So game. we'll we'll do a preview on that. You know, pretty solid teams coming. I know Lindenwood is coming, Cal Poly, Maryland, SIUE. I feel like there's one more, but maybe that is it. Did you say Cal Poly? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be uh, yeah. Um, so that'll be really good. No, I don't think Illinois is gonna be there this year. No, we're gonna see them in the duel. Um, not the most stacked tournament to start off, but really good competition. Uh, like you kind of talked about, there's good depth from all teams. So everyone kind of gets at least, I think, a match or two. Uh, so just more, we'll, we'll preview it. And then that'll give us a really good idea of what, uh, what the lineup might look like, at least for, for the start of the, the year, once dual start kicking off. Yeah, absolutely. And just, uh, also for people listening, that's, Typically, kind of how we do things, there's not like a set schedule of, you know, every Sunday we put on an episode. It's usually a preview a couple days before, you know, we you never want to do a preview too early because, you know, then news will break that, you know, the guy who always starts for Arizona State isn't starting this time. Yeah. So we try to keep those pretty close and then a, a recap usually next day or, or two days after if we can. So uh, just, you know, keep an eye on your uh, inbox where, like I said, on, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts now. Yes, Apple Podcasts. Um, and, and Missouri if, Wrestling. And Missouri Wrestling. And if you're in the Kansas City area, come to the Tiger Style Invite. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be there. Um, sounds like you all had a good crowd last year, expecting a good crowd again this year. Um, but yeah, I think that's all we got. Yeah. We want to give another big thank you to our sponsor wrestling central. Again, you can go to wrestling central wrestling hyphen central.net, uh, for all of your, uh, wrestling needs for your club team or school team. Or if you are just an awesome tiger style wrestling fan, like James and I, uh, you can get, uh, plenty of really cool NIL, uh, apparel or general team apparel as well. So please check them out. Um, And you know what we say. Mizzou is a wrestling school. Bye.